This is Case Closed, crime stories from the golden age of radio. Welcome back to Case Closed. Thanks for joining me this Wednesday. We're going to hear from Richard Diamond, private detective first this week. We'll hear the bogus Bills case from October 15th, 1949. After that, it's Rogues Gallery and Latin Type, their episode from May 23rd, 1946. Here's Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, private detective. Hello there, this is Diamond. I've got a little office near 53rd Street on Broadway, 8th floor. My business? Trouble. What kind of trouble? I'll take your pick. If you come up with something unusual, a new kind of trouble, drop around and see me. Because I'm known along the big street as a shamus, a gumshoe. Or to the guy on Park Avenue as a private detective. If you happen to be stuck with your problem, for $100 a day in expenses, I'll chase it around until I can catch up and break its back. I average about 20 fast rounds a week with old man trouble, and so far, the decision's been on my side. But uh, don't misunderstand me. It's my business to beat him, but I respect him. Trouble goes to work with every trick in the book. So I play it the same way, and believe me, when I put him away for the count, I don't clap my little hands in glee. I know he's just taking a rest, and he'll be back again with some new stunts. Want to know how he works? Well, the other day, I was on the way to my office. I stopped at the corner, newsstand, 53rd and Broadway, to buy a paper and to say hello to an old friend. Hi, Mr. Diamond. Well, hello, Jeff. How's the newspaper business? Oh, swell. How's the detective racket? Oh, swell. Hey, you don't sound too happy. Jeff, I couldn't be happier if my hair was on fire. Take my advice, son, when you grow up. Be sure and get a job that pays off every week in that little white envelope. Don't ever become a private detective. It's like a penny getting lost in a gum machine. Well, I'm going to stick to the newspaper business. Good for you. Say, I was just about to go across the street to Mary Lou's and get some ice cream. How about it? Can I buy you a cone? Now, that is a beautiful idea. Let's go. Aren't you coming to work a little late, Mr. Diamond? Well, uh, you see, Jeff, I, I was up kind of late. Research, you know. Yeah, I know. I see him going into your office all the time. That blonde last week stopped traffic all the way to 42nd Street. Yeah, she was lovely. Got tired of social standards and shot her husband right through his morning cup of coffee. Was that the one in the headlines? That's the one. Oh, hello, Jeff. Hi, Mary Lou. Take a seat, Mr. Diamond. Well, what did you and your friend have? Well, I'm going to have a double strawberry. How about it, Mr. Diamond? Sounds great. Two double strawberries. Oh, uh, this is Mr. Diamond, Mary Lou. His office is in that building across the street. Oh, how do you do? How are you, Mary? Uh, all right, I guess. Business could get better, and I wouldn't mind at all. <laughs> Here are your cones. This is on me, Mr. Diamond. Oh, no, now put it away. Oh, now, come on. I asked you over, and that makes it my treat. Here's a five, Mary Lou. Mr. Diamond's money isn't any good today. Tell you what I'll do, Jeff. Give me a five a minute. Sure, here. Now, if you can tell me whose picture's on this bill, you can buy the cones. That a deal? That's a deal. Lincoln. <laughs> well, what's the matter? That's right, isn't it? Hmm? Oh, yeah. What's wrong? Where did you get this bill, Jeff? Well, I just made change for it a few minutes. Hey, 
What's the matter with that dough? <laughs> you two act like you've never seen a $5 bill before. Well, this Finn's counterfeit. What? That's right. Good job, too. You sure? Yep. One of the best, in jo- best engraving jobs I've ever run across. Paper's not too good. Oh, that's swell. That's real great. I get just out of a whole five bucks. Who gave it to you? I remember the guy, all right. He came by just before you did. Made change for him, the heel. Yeah, five bucks is a lot of papers. I'll say it is. Well, maybe you're wrong. You could be. (laughs) Not Mr. Diamond. He's a private detective. Used to be a cop. Look, Jeff, mind if I take this bill along with me? Nah. What good's it gonna do me? Well, it's not so bad. Here, I'll give you a good five for it. No, sir. You only learn by mistakes. I made a big one, so I'm out five. I'll get along. Look, it's worth the five. I'm just buying it from you. Uh, sure, Jeff. Uh, go ahead and take it. Uh-uh. Thanks a lot, Mr. Diamond, but I just can't. Okay, Jeff. Maybe I can find the guy who slipped this to you. Maybe we can get your five back. What are you going to do? Uh, take a run down to the 5th Precinct. See how much of this stuff is floating around New York. Now, uh, I want you to do something for me, Jeff. Sure, anything. I want you to keep an eye out for the guy who gave you this phone. I'm way ahead of you. Well, now, that's what I'm afraid of. I want you to promise me, if you do spot him, not to do anything until you get in touch with me. Promise? Yeah, okay. And I'll be at the station. Ask for Lieutenant Levinson's office. Right. Uh, here's for the ice cream, Mary Lou. Good ice cream, too. Oh, thank you. I make it here. Right in back. Take a quart home some night. I always do, but it generally has a cork in it. I left Mary Lou's ice cream parlor and headed for the 5th Precinct Police Station. I don't usually start something like that, but when a kid gets fleeced out of a whole day's pay, I get a little hot under the collar. I walked into the squad room and spotted Sergeant Otis putting shine on his big shoes. Oh, it's you, Diamond. Now, what good is that going to do you, Otis? You can lose a whole can of polish in the cracks. What do you mean? My shoes ain't cracked so bad. Well, maybe not, but I've seen bacon that look better. Uh, If you want to see the lieutenant, go on in. Thank you, Sergeant. Until we meet again. Uh, why don't you stop trying to be so funny? Sergeant, I'll do it if you'll do something for me. What? Cut off your head. That face could start a Harry Carey epidemic. Uh... Hello, Walt. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, what the devil's the uh-huh about? What do you mean? That bilious explosion you just popped up with. Uh-huh. Sound like you just swallowed a whole pineapple. Why? What do you mean, why? Who's dead? Huh? The body you said you found. The body I said... Uh-oh, no, no, Walt. You're not built for it. Who? No, Walt, it's my routine. It won't work for you. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, sure you do. You wanted to know who's dead. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Huh? Don't try to be cute with me. You know what it's all about. I'm not going to be the fall guy. You just hunt for the body. Wait a minute. I don't know anything about a body. You wanted to know who's dead, didn't you? Sure, but that was just a gag. Okay, have your fun, but I'm not going to tell you. Tell me what? Who's dead? You mean somebody really is? What are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about what you just said. Now, who's dead? That's a stupid question. Why is it? Well, if you don't know who's dead, what the devil are you doing in charge of homicide? Go on over to the robbery detail. Now, you wait a minute. You said... Yes, Walt? Oh, get out of here. I did not. I never said, oh, get out of here. When I came in, I said, hello, Walt, and you said, "Uh uh-huh. Then I said, what do you mean, "Uh uh-huh? You wanted to know where the body was. I did not. I said, who's dead? Why? Oh, no, 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 please. I'm an old man. Oh, Walt, get away from that window and take a look at this. Oh, please. Do I have to? It'll probably explode. Now, be a good boy and open your riddle eyes. All right, but I just know I'll be sorry. Here. Hmm? You don't owe me any money. Well, if I did, I'd make sure to pay you off in this stuff. Why, what's wrong with... Where'd you get this? Some guy slipped it to Jeff, the newsboy. He got change for it. 
Oh, that certainly is a nice stunt. Well, maybe the guy didn't know he was passing counterfeit. I doubt it. You don't give a newsboy five bucks for a paper. Okay, tell me about it. The stuff has been flooding the city. You can't get a lead. Picked up a couple of passes, but they won't crack. How do they work? Look, Rick, this isn't my department. The Treasury boys are working on it right now. Why don't you go over and talk to them? Well, if you want to be snooty about it. Now, you wait a minute, Diamond. Yeah? Lieutenant Levinson, homicide. Is Mr. Diamond there? Now, wait a minute. Rick, it's for you. Yeah, wait just a minute. Here, Diamond, and if you're mixed up in something... Walt, be quiet. Hello? Mr. Diamond? Yeah, Jeff? Yeah, I just spotted the guy who slipped me the phony bill. He went into the bar next to the ice cream parlor. You stay where you are. I'll be right over. I'll be at the stand. Rick. Yeah? Please. Walt. Yeah? Bye. Jeff. Oh, Mr. Diamond. He hasn't come out yet. He's still in the bar. Come on. Where are we going? Leave your papers for a second. I want you to point him out. Okay. He's a big guy. You better be careful. Big guys always make me careful. You want me to go in with you? Just stick your head in the door and point him out, and then go on back to your papers. If I start bleeding, I'll scream. See him? No. Yeah, there he is. Over in that booth. Well, well, well. You know him? Yeah. Go on back to your stand. Oh, golly, Mr. Diamond, can I... No, Jeff, go on back. Okay. Hello, Walker. Huh? Oh. What do you want, Shamus? Well, I'll have a talk. Mind if I sit down? Does it make any difference? Not much. Then sit. You, uh, passed a phony five-spot this morning. I did? Well, shame on me. How many more you got on you? I don't know what you're talking about. You want me to turn you upside down and shake it out of you? Diamond. Yeah? Boo. Walker. Yeah? Oh, hey, you... Let go! Oh, I'll slip my arm! You want it back? Yeah! Yeah! Oh. Now, now let's see your pockets. Okay, okay. Get on your feet. I want to see what you're doing. All right. Okay, dump them. Hey, hey, what's going on here? Just relax, bartender. I'm taking care of some business. Well, there ain't going to be any rough stuff in my joint, so you better relax, sonny. Yeah, make this guy take his big paws off of me. He's trying to shake me down. Oh, yeah? You want me to call the cops, sonny? Maybe that's not a bad idea. How about it, Walker? You want him to call the law? I don't care who he calls. Just get out of my way, Diamond. You're not going anywhere. Now, I told you to lay off, Sonny, and I meant it. Now, let him go, you hear me? Look out, he's making a break. Just let him be. Get out of my way, Pop. You're too old to lose another set of teeth. I ain't turning you loose until that guy makes the street. Sorry, Pop, you better take a chair. You see which way you went? Yeah, there it goes around that corner. Stay at the ice cream parlor, Jeff, so I can get you if I need you. I took off like a seagull in the hurricane. I turned the corner and spotted my man jumping into a cab, so I did the same. He led me across town to a little dive on 13th Street and got out of his cab. My boy parked up the block, and we watched while Walker looked around for a tail. When he was satisfied, he'd given me the shake he went in. I paid off my cabbie and followed it was another bar, and Walker wasn't anywhere in the room. I sat down, ordered a beer, and waited. After about ten minutes, I saw a couple of guys wander out of a door in the back. A couple of minutes later, a couple of more wandered out. So I wandered in. It was a small-time gambling setup. The kind you can throw in the back of your car if the cops come. 
I started getting that lousy feeling again. You don't just walk into a place like that unless someone wants you to. And if they do, it's usually because they got it fixed so you stay around. Maybe permanently. What are you telling me for, Diamond? Why? Make you uncomfortable? Yeah. That's a cozy setup. Good way to get rid of bad money. Pay the winner off with counterfeit. I think we'd better go back to my office. Oh, I don't know. I might have a little fun here. I'll bet if one of those guys at the table knew he was going to be paid off in counterfeit, he'd just about tear this place apart. And you too. Diamond, don't be stupid. Oh, something new's been added. Yeah, and it makes so much noise when it goes off. Let's go back to my office, huh? For some reason, I just can't think of a good argument not to. This way. Have a seat. My uh, ankles get lumpy when I sit down. Bad circulation. Then stand on your head. Uh, it doesn't work. I keep talking to toes all day. How'd you get onto this setup? Oh, luck. You passed a bad bill to a newspaper boy. He spotted you for me. You know what happens to you? No. Matter of fact, I was thinking what's going to happen to you. What do you mean? Treasury boys, homicide, fifth precinct. And tomorrow we're taking a full page ad in the time. You should do a big business. You're lying. Okay. I think I'll sit down while you wrestle with it. You mean the team I know about this place and me? The only way they'll get to know you any better is when they give you a room number at Sing Sing. Oh, you mind if I put my feet up? Sure, go ahead. He kept asking questions, not waiting for answers. He was good and worried. And as long as I could keep him that way, the longer I was going to keep on breathing. I don't believe one rotten thing you said, Diamond. Okay. He kept trying to convince himself that I was lying. He wanted to shoot me in the worst way. He moved around behind his desk and sat down. Bless his little heart. I had both feet on the front of his desk, so I shoved out his heart. I pinned him against the wall with the desk and jumped up to get better leverage. I shoved so hard the front of the desk nearly cut him in two. He was stuck and he couldn't use his arms. I can't breathe. You want to tell me about it? I don't know a thing. Okay. It will look pretty silly from the waist down. Come on, Walker. If I mash you anymore, they'll be able to use you for wallpaper. Okay, okay. Now leave the gun in your pocket. When I pull the desk back, put your hands on top of it. You try a stunt and you end up in halves. Okay. What do you want to know? Who's the big wheel behind the counterfeit ring? You give me a chance if I tell you. No deals. I can't blame me for trying. All right, you tried. Now, you want back in the vice? No, 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 no. I'll tell you. Walker. Walker! He died with his head rolled back and his eyes staring up like he wanted to starve for trying. Whoever shot him had been out in the alley and had nailed him through the window. I looked out, but the killer had disappeared. So I put in a call to homicide, and finally Walt and his boys arrived. Diamond, don't you ever get tired of corpses? Well, of course not. I just do my bit and then try to make you happy. Hey, you want me to call the wagon and get the corner down here, Lieutenant? No, Otis. I thought we might all sit around and wait for the dead man to say something. Oh, uh, I was only asking, Lieutenant. Well, start using that mallet head of yours, you mallet head, and make a report. Okay. Now, Diamond, I want to know how you got mixed up in this thing. Well, the dead man was the one who slipped the paper boy the 45. I tailed him, and he was just about to tell me who was behind the ring when he got a hole in his head. Oh, he was going to tell you, was he? Just like that. What did you do, set his clothes on fire? No. We were playing truth and consequences, and he fibbed, so I... Now you stop that. This guy was the only link we had on the counterfeit ring. And you have to fix it so he dies. Rick, there's enough phony money floating around New York right now to start another Black Friday. 
This is the best setup we've run into since Dad Foster operated in 1937. Dad Foster? Yeah, Dad Foster. You remember hearing about him. Ah, is he still doing time? No, he served his sentence and he's gone straight ever since. How do you know? Where is he? He runs a little saloon on 53rd Street. 53rd? Thanks, Bob. Oh, now, you wait a minute. Who the devil are you calling? A quiz program. I want to win an electric chair. Oh. Mary Lou's ice cream parlor. Is uh, Jeff the newsboy there? Well, yes. It's for you, Jeff. Thanks. Hello? Jeff, this is Mr. Diamond. I want you to do me a favor. Sure, anything for you. Okay, now, you know the saloon next to the ice cream parlor? Yeah. You know the bartender? Yeah, old guy. Buys a paper from me every night. All right. Now, stay in the parlor and keep an eye on the front of the saloon. If the bartender comes out, find out where he goes. But for Pete's sake, be careful. Sure, Mr. Diamond. I'll do what you say. Is something up? Well, could be. Now, if anything happens before I get there, call Lieutenant Levinson. I'll tell you all about it when I see you. You're getting to be a pretty important fellow, Jeff. Phone calls now. Oh, that was Mr. Diamond. He wants me to stay here and keep an eye on the front of the saloon. Okay? Oh, sure, of course. Why does he want you to do that? Oh, it's something big, I think. Something to do with the bartender that works there. The bartender? Yeah. I'll just sit up in front here and keep an eye out. Uh, look, Jeff, watch the store for me, will you? I've got to go in back and pack some ice cream to be sent out. Sure. Mary Lou! Mary Lou! Guess I'd better get it myself. Mary Lou's ice cream parlor. Can I talk with Mary Lou? She went in back. I'll get her for you. Just a minute. Thank you. I tell you, it's getting too risky. That diamond's a private detective. Yeah, he came in the bar and started to rough up Walker. Well, that stupid Walker should have been more careful about passing out that money. What if Diamond catches him and makes him talk? He caught up, <laughs> but he didn't make Walker talk. What do you mean? I took care of Walker. I got a good shot at him from the alley. Well, maybe it's better like that. But look, if we don't... Hello? Yes? Mary Lou isn't here. Get off the line. What? What? Yeah, get off! Get me the 5th Precinct Police Station. It's a matter of life and death. I'll connect you. Oh, golly, please hurry. I'm ringing. 5th Precinct. Is Mr. Richard Diamond around there? He said to call Lieutenant Levinson. Oh, Diamond isn't here. That is a lieutenant. You know where I can reach them? Yeah, but that's about set on. Who's this? I'm a friend of Mr. Diamond's. I'm in an ice cream parlor. Ice cream parlor? Look, son. No, uh, no. I just heard someone say that they'd killed a man named Walker. And I think I know who's behind the counterfeit ring. What's the address? It's... Uh, Hello. Mm. Hello, kid. What's wrong? Hello. Good lucky we came out this way. I wonder how he heard us. He walked back and opened the door. What are we going to do with him? Well, tie him up and gag him. There's a closet in the back, and we can put him in there until he's safe to take him out. Hey, but he's making too much trouble the way he is. <laughs> Okay. I can get him back there. You better go on over to the bar in case someone shows up. All right. Later tonight, I'll take the kid down to the river and teach him how hard it is to swim when he's dead. Hello, 
Now, you listen here, young fella. If you're back here for trouble... Dad, I'm back for a lot of trouble, and I think you're going to help me out. You'd better leave, Sonny, or I'll call the law. Why don't you? What do you want? I want to know how long you've been back in the counterfeit racket. Now, look, Sonny, I've been going straight for a long time. You know something, Dad? I don't think so. Let's get down to the station and talk about it. You got a warrant, Shamus? I got a nasty disposition. You want me to show you? No. You want a gun, Dad? Why, what difference does it make? I'm going to look at it. A guy named Walker got dead from a gun. Now, let's let, let's see it. Sonny. Uh, what is it? I can't show it to you. Yeah, why not? Because I got it under the bar, pointed right at your belly. If I drag it out, it might scare the customers. Oh, it's like that, huh? It sure is. You see that door there in the back? I know. Uh, that's a good boy. You just keep walking along your side of the bar and don't cry anything. I just had my floor scrubbed. It'd be a shame to spill you all over. Okay. Open the door. Go on out. Up the alley. You shoot Walker? I might have. Oh, well, you got your printing presses. You're just full of questions, aren't you, Sonny? Okay. Stop here. Behind the ice cream parlor, huh? Well, well, well. Mary! Uh, make mine hot fudge with the nuts. Mary! For just a minute. Say, what's the idea? I got you... Oh. Uh, good afternoon. I'm selling a new brand of Indian nuts. Great for banana splits. What's the Shamus doing here? He's too smart. I gotta cut off his education. Are you crazy? This guy's got friends. That kid was calling the 5th Precinct, remember? Kid? Yeah, your, your little news hound. What did you do with him? He's all right until tonight. We got him locked up. Dad, I think I'll make you eat that 38. I don't think so. No difference if I kill you right here. Oh, hold it, Dad. We can't have a gun going off back here. Even if we could hide the shamus, they'd find the presses. Oh, so that's it. Those ice cream machines, the cover-up. Ain't he smart? What do you do? Ship the stuff out in ice cream cartons? What's with you? You want a tour of inspection? Come on, now, take it easy. He won't be smart for long. Well, how are you going to do it? We're going to take a walk, aren't we, Shamus? Oh, I have the most horrible instep. I'll never make it without skates or something. You'll make it. Come on, the car's around front. Hey, hey, what's happening to the street? Oh, Dad. Yeah, there, it's only some drunk come out of the bar the wrong way. Funny, I didn't see him in there. Oh, this is very confusing. If this is 53rd Street... Somebody's stolen some building. Oh, hey, hello. Now, take it easy, Shamus. I'm putting the gun in my pocket, but it's still right in line with your belt. I'm going back inside. No, 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 no. Play it straight. Just like we were talking. Well, you're pretty unsociable, to say the least. What's the matter? Can't you even say hello? I'm lost. Uh, sure, sure. You're you're in an alley. The entrance is right out there. Oh, yeah? Oh, would you mind showing me? I seem to be a little confused. Now, look, it, it's right up there. Just keep going. Hey, where'd you go? Oh, no. Oh, there you are, Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Hit the cop. Look out, Walt. Get the girl, Walt. Come on, Dad. Give me that gun. Let go of me. Let me go, you lousy copper. You got him, Rick? He won't play. There. Now he will. Just take it easy, lady. Hey, what's going on? Otis. Yeah? Go out and start walking around the block. Huh? You hear me? Go on. Okay, but I don't get it. What do you want me to walk around the block for? I want you to get used to it, because that's what you're going to be doing for the rest of your time on the force. Uh... In Flatbush! Flatbush? Yes! (laughs) 
Simon. Thanks for the dinner invitation, but where are we going? Well, I'm going to introduce you to Miguel. She's a redhead, Jeff, so no cracks about my office research. Oh, sure. But don't you think you should have called her first? How do you know she's got enough dinner? Jeff, this girl's got more steaks in her deep freezer than a bullfight arena sees in a year. Here we are. Yes? Oh, good evening, Mr. Diamond. Good evening, Francis. Uh, this is Jeff, Francis. He's going to have dinner with us. Hi. Oh, hi. Uh, come right in. Uh, Miss Asher's in the study, Mr. Diamond. Thank you, Francis. Uh, Mr. Diamond. Yes? You know the various items that you've left with me for safekeeping? Uh, 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 look, Francis, I promise I'll get them out of hock as soon as I get a paying client. Oh, no, no, it's not that, sir. I didn't really want to hold them as security in the first place. But as long as you insisted in such a fine collection, I'd like to show them to, well, to my girl, sir. Why, sure, Francis. I didn't know you had a girl. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. She's the upstairs maid in the apartment below us. Oh. I'm afraid I told her a wee fib to get acquainted, as it were. She thinks I'm an undercover agent, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to prove it. Wow. My gun and the badge should do the trick. And uh, if it doesn't work, just get under a cover. <laughs> oh, my George, that was the real... <laughs> yes, sir. Good evening, sir. Uh, come on, Jeff. We're not appreciated. Rick. Oh, hello. Hello. Helen, this is Jeff, the boy who's helping me send Dad Foster and company back to prison. Jeff, this is Helen Asher. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, Jeff. They had him locked up in the closet for a couple of hours, and he looked kind of hungry when he got him out. Uh, how about it, honey? You think you can grind up another cow? Oh, well, there's plenty for Jeff and me, but you've got to make up for three things. Three things? Yes. First of all, you haven't called me in two days. Second, you're half hour late for dinner. And third, well, I'll tell you later. Uh, I'll leave the room if you want me to. No, no, Jeff. You stay right here. You're going to literally see a man sing for his supper. Helen. All right. Come on, Jeff. We'll go dig into those nice, fat, juicy steaks. Oh, boy. Steaks? Hey, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. My taste buds just started whipping each other. My vibrato may sound like a machine gun, but I'll do it. Well, I thought you were kidding. Is he really going to sing, Miss Asher? No, I'm not going to sing Miss Asher. <laughs> I'm going to do a little song I used to sing with hip boots on a gondola. Oh. You're breaking my heart cause you're leaving You've fallen for somebody new It isn't too easy believing You'd leave after all we've been through It's breaking my heart to remember the dreams we depended upon You're leaving a slow, dying ember I'll miss you, my love When you're gone I wish you joy Though teardrops burn But if someday should want to return, please hurry back, and we'll make a new start. Till then, you're breaking 
my heart. Mr. Diamond, did you really sing in a gondola with hip boots on? Yeah, that's right, Jeff. Well, I know you don't need the hip boots anymore. Will you loan them to me? What for? I want to wait out of here. <laughs> well, get him. For that, you get two desserts. <laughs> heard Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell. Helen was played by Virginia Gregg, Lieutenant Levinson by Ed Begley. Also in our cast were Wilms Herbert, Tommy Bernard, Sammy Hill, Lou Krugman, and Polly Bear. Music was under the direction of Frank Worth. Richard Diamond is written by Blake Edwards and directed by Richard Sandville. Dick Powell soon will be seen in the screen version of the best-selling novel, Mrs. Mike. Now, this is Eddie King inviting you to be with us again at the same time next week when we will again bring you Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Saturday night brings you some of the week's best radio entertainment when you tune for the stars on NBC. Stay tuned to NBC every Saturday evening for a great lineup of programs, including Hollywood Star Theater, Ralph Edwards' Truth or Consequences, Your Hit Parade... A Day in the Life of Dennis Day, The Judy Canova Show, and Grand Ole Opry. All the best on NBC. Stay tuned now for Victor Mature and Hollywood Star Theater on NBC. Hello, creeps. This is a very tired T4Y on the Mystery Playhouse. Tonight's story will be told by Dick Powell, who plays Richard Rogue now, in another graphic adventure from Rogue's Gallery. When I got on this Rattler for my trip to Central City, I was not exactly a joy boy. I hate riding on trains. But a couple of hours later, I'm a happy chappy. Because who do I run across in the lounge car is a little ambition of mine by the name of Betty Callahan, a newspaper woman who is cheating the movies. She's a pocket-sized brunette with cornflower blue eyes and the complexion which wouldn't come off on the shoulder of my blue gabardine suit. I rescued her from the wolves in Uncle Sam's clothing, who were making life too interesting for her in the club car, and we retired to my compartment for the talk about, uh, old times. Nice little place you have here, Richard. A guy can get pretty lonesome in a place like this, you know, Betty. Get that gleam out of your eye, Richard. I'm perfectly comfortable right where I am. Oh, all right, all right. I just thought maybe you'd like to sit here with me and look out of the window. You're so thoughtful. You haven't even told me where you're going. Did things finally get too hot for you at home? Please. I'm going to Central City, baby, for the same reason you are. The Charlie Miller trial. Don't tell me you've learned to write. <laughs> Very funny. I'm an expert witness, and I've got a briefcase full of research here. That's going to make the DA very happy. Uh, come a little closer. Oh, all right. What do you think? Is Charlie going to get the works? 
Oh, let's not talk about Charlie. Let's talk about me. Don't you ever get tired of that subject? No, it fascinates me. Come on, what are you sitting clear over there for? You like it here? Why? Did your mother ever tell you anything? About fellows like you? Plenty. <laughs> Why don't you drop that front page character, Angel? We've known each other for a long time. Stop pulling! Well, I was just trying to... Well, stop trying. How can you be so mean to me? Ever since the first time I, I saw you, Betty, I've, I've been stuck on you. No kidding. Oh, Richard. <laughs> Did anybody ever believe that line? Once in a while. You know something's going to happen to you in just a minute, baby. Will I like it? Let's find out. Shh. Quiet. Oh, brother. What's the idea, lady? This is a private compartment. Please. I'm sorry to intrude. Who is this girl, Richard? I never saw her before. Who are you? I had to come in here. My life is in danger. Well, offhand, lady, I don't think you improved your situation any breaking in here when you did. Oh, why does everything have to happen to me? Why don't you buy a ticket, Latin type, and then you wouldn't have to play hide-and-seek with the conductor? I had to come in here. I'm hiding. There's a man on this train who has designs on my life. Yes. What Bernhardt could have done with that line? You don't believe me? That's right. Now scram. Don't answer it. Please. It's him. The guy with the design? I want to take a gander, Jim. Oh, no, no, no. I'll answer it myself. I want to talk to you a minute, Diane. It's impossible, Frick. There's nothing more to say. I think maybe you'd better. I know where you're going, Diane, and I know what you've got. Do you want to come out here? All right. I'll be with you in a minute. I'll be waiting. Want me to take care of that punk for you? You stay out of this, Richard. Please. Will you keep this briefcase for me? Don't let anyone touch it. Please. Well, next time, why don't you get a drawing room with a revolving door, Richard? Oh, shut up. You know, I'm kind of worried about that girl. I'm going to feel pretty silly if she comes up dead. the next two minutes, I worried about Diane and the man who had designs on her life. But I'm a romanticist at heart, so I spent the next 58 minutes trying to spellbind Betty into seeing things my way, but she wasn't looking. At the end of an hour, my chances were still about on the ratio of Little Rock Junior High against Notre Dame, so I gave up. since our visitor checked out. What do you think, Richard? The dame's either as goofy as a cub outfielder or she's really in a jam. If you're pulling me, I'll put my ex on the first stanza. Let's take a look in that briefcase she left behind. Hey, wait a minute, honey. That's my briefcase. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't get huffy, Richard. Those two briefcases are practically identical. Yeah, I guess they aren't that. Well, give me mine. I'm going to put it up here on the rack. Hey, what is this? Pipe down, pretty boy. Turn the lights back on, Richard. Shut up, lady. All right, give me that briefcase, pretty boy. Get that flashlight out of my eyes. Keep your hands where they are. Give me that flashlight. Sorry, lady, but you asked for it. <coughs> now, pretty boy, give me that bag. Hey, what's the gimmick? What are you pulling that emergency cord for? I don't want to have to shoot you. Keep your hands out of your coat. Oh, pretty boy. 
As he pulled the cord, I could see the gleam of a gun in this character's fist. And I didn't want any samples of his marksmanship. But I could hear Betty groaning on the floor at my feet. And all of a sudden, I felt that I had to get him before he jumped out of that window. He'd knocked out with the butt of his pistol. I made a dive for him, expecting to stop a little lead. When I got where he'd been, he wasn't there. He was behind me. I knew that when I heard the flashlight whizzing through the air. It connected expertly right behind my ear. And there I went again into the land of Nod, which is practically my home away from home. Everything was very quiet for a while, and I slept peacefully. Get up, Rogue. Get up. Huh? Snap out of it. Betty's been hurt. Betty? The man got away. You've got to get up. Oh, I can't. Oh, my head. Get up. Get up. Wake up. Get up. What's that noise? It's at the door. Someone wants in. Oh, they'll go away. Betty's been hurt. What happened? I can't remember. Remember the man? Remember the girl? He came back and... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cut it out. Stop that pounding. Ooh, my head. You're in a jam, Rogie. Betty's been hurt. Wake up. Get up. I can't. I can't. What's that pounding? Pounding. Pounding. Cut it out. Cut it out. Stop it. Do you hear? Stop it. Stop it. Okay, okay. Betty. Oh, Betty, you poor kid. Hello, man. Hello. I'm coming, I'm coming. Just keep your shirt on. I demand an explanation of what's been going on in here. Come on, come on. Help me bring this girl out of it. The window broken. Do you know what that does to the air conditioning in this car? Well, a man got out of that window while the train was stopped. Who pulled the emergency cord? This guy. He came in here waving a gun around, took a briefcase that some dame had left here, stopped the train, and knocked our brains out. I just came to, and he's gone. So let's face it, Conductor, he must have jumped out the window. Yes. And what happened to the young lady who left the briefcase here in your compartment? I don't know. Who was she? I never saw her before. Oh, are you okay, baby? Oh, sure. It takes a bump like that clear up my mind. Who was that fellow? I don't know. I'm holding you responsible for the damage that's been done to this compartment. What's your name? The name's Richard Rogue. Now get out of here, or I'll give you some more things to hold me responsible for. Personal things. I'm the conductor on this train, okay, and I'm... Okay, okay. We'll still be on your train when you pull into Central City. Goodbye now. Now, everything's all right, folks. Just get back to your seat, please. We're going ahead immediately. Please return to your seat. I've heard you were dynamic when you got started, Richard. Yeah, look, that Daffy Dame that came charging in here wasn't kidding. That briefcase of hers is full of dynamite. Was, you mean? It's gone. Out the window. Oh, no, it isn't. That window jumper took mine, remember? I had it in my hand, ready to put it up on the luggage rack when he came in. Uh, give me hers. It's right over there behind you. Oh, sure. It's locked. I want to know what's in it, don't you? I love life. I just wish I'd never seen it. Well, comb the hair over that lump on your head, baby. 
We're going to find and confer with the young lady who sparkplugged this carnival of mayhem. Okay, I'm in. I owe that brunette a little something. Let's go talk to her. My head had that familiar old feeling of having been washed in a washing machine, and I was feeling anything but cute as we wandered down the aisle, asking porters if they'd seen a big brunette wearing a blue pinstripe suit and a hat with cherries on it. That was Diane, you know. Finally, in car 73, the porter recognized the description and told us that the lady was in drawing room A. Naturally, the conductor came along about this time. His glares bounced off that haze of pain that surrounded me like ricocheting bullets. He went with us, under protest, to drawing room A. Oh, no answer. She isn't in. Why don't you look in the club car? I did. Knock again. Why don't you try the door, Richard? Okay. Oh, it's open. Conductor, mind if we go and look around? What right have you to enter the stateroom of a strange woman? She entered his. You sue me if you want to, but I'm going in there and take a look around. Ah, nobody home, I guess. Well, I hope you're satisfied tearing up the train, walking into other people's drawing rooms. Look, mister, I'm trying to help you. I've been all over this train. This dame has to be someplace. All right, all right, she's not here. And I can't stand around all night. Look, over there, under the berth. I don't see anything. You don't? Come here, conductor. What do you think that is? Red ink? Why? That's blood. Let oh, I pull these blankets back. Oh, I'm getting out of here. Are you convinced now that something's happened to that girl? Yes, I suppose so. Well, she must be in here someplace. Open the door to that wardrobe. Oh, Richard. Steady, Betty. Here. Help me move her up on the berth. No. Leave her right where she is. The cops won't want her moved. Oh, that knife in her throat. She's dead. Yes, she was dead. And all we knew about her was that her name was Diane. And that I had the briefcase which must contain the reason for her murder. A pleasant thought. I took one more look at the dead girl, shuddered, and pulled Betty out of that room. I wondered what was going to happen next. And who was going to be the main attraction. I must have been born under a police star. No matter what I start out to do, I end up in more trouble than a jitterbug at a square dance. Me? I start out to be an expert witness, and I wind up in the sheriff's office in Central City trying to explain a murder. Betty was enjoying every minute of this comedy of terrors, being a news hawk. She was jumping with enthusiasm and theories. The sheriff was jumping with importance, and I was just jumping. I don't like murder unless there's a profit in it for me. Sit down, Rogue. You shouldn't be so nervous. Well, we should be getting a report of that murdered woman, shouldn't we, Sheriff? We're not going to get any place until we find out who she was. Oh, my men are working on it, Rogue. Now, just take it easy. We know our business here in Central City. Uh-huh. Well, it's your business. This isn't mine. So if you don't mind, I think I'll shove off. I've got a little business to take care of myself. Uh, just a moment. I'll, uh... But we got a positive identification on that lady who was stabbed on the train, Sheriff. And who do you think she was? Well, who was she? Get to it, Hennessy. She was Diane Miller, wife of Charlie Miller, who's on trial for murdering Big Joe Lamberti. No kidding. Yeah. You can go, Hennessy. Sheriff Mills. Yeah? 
All over the place, huh? Hmm, great work, Sergeant. Okay, I'll have a pick out on him in ten minutes. Thanks. Well, what's the good news? Have anything to do with the case? Well, Rogue, the man who stabbed Mrs. Charlie Miller was Flip Stone, Miller's best friend and his first lieutenant in the slot machine racket. His fingerprints were all over the knife. <laughs> How do you like that? Mm, I don't like it. Doesn't make sense yet. Richard, I'm going to go call this into my city desk. Will you meet me at the hotel and bring me up to date on what has happened? Sure, I'll take care of it, baby. You run along, keep your readers informed. You might as well go along with her, Rogue. We don't need your help to solve this case. We're perfectly capable of taking care of it ourselves. Well, swell. Lots of luck. I've heard all about you, Rogue. Just keep your hands in your pockets while you're in Central City. We don't like smart private detectives very well. Remember that. I was all set to try and help the guy until he said that. I don't approve of people going around sticking knives through other people, and I'm willing to throw in my nickels worth to see that they're discouraged. Then this politician with muscles running up to the part in his hair gets tough with me. Oh, well, he probably had run across some wrong guys in his time. Anyway, Betty and I lamb back to the Hotel Splendide. We went up to my room because we wanted to talk. She called in her story to her paper, and I sat in the window and talked the deal over with myself. She finished her phone call. I really walked into a scoop this time. The city editor's having hallucinations. He even promised me a raise. Throw the bolt in that door, will you? Why? Oh, don't be so conceited. I want to take a look in this briefcase all the excitement is about. Of course, you know you can get put away in the pokey for a long time for withholding evidence. Mm. You're the worrying type, aren't you? Why do you suppose Flipstone rubbed out his boss's better hat? Maybe she asked idiotic questions while he was trying to open a briefcase. You know it's locked. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ruin the lock with my knife. Too bad. That's breaking and entering or something, isn't it? Illegal entry. Oh, that'll add 20 years to your sentence. I'll still be a young man I get out. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, I'm not going to be browbeaten by a lock. Hey, $100 bills. Millions of them. Take a gander at that, Betty. Money! Oh, you catch on quick. No wonder Flip Stone was so anxious to get his hot little pink fist on this letter. You count it, will you? I'd love to. There's some letters in here I want to be impolite about. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, one, two. Richard, there must be $50,000 here. Maybe this is the works. These letters explain a lot of things. I'm counting. Wait a minute. 81, 82, 83, 84. Don't bother me. I never saw this much money before. No? Well, I know now why Flipstone put the kiss of death on the lovely Diane. He had to keep these letters and that money from being delivered. He didn't want Charlie Miller to beat that rap. Four, five, six, seven. I'm through six thousands already, and I haven't even made a hole in the pile. Oh, the guy who wrote these letters was a character. Uh, give me the sheriff's office, please. Thank you. Eight thousand. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine thousand. Oh, I wonder what a nice yacht would cost me. Chicken, if that door was yours, you'd be Mrs. Richard Brogue tonight. Oh, would I? Six, seven, eight, nine. Hello, hello, sheriff's office. Uh, Let me talk to Sheriff Mills. Richard Brogue calling. Thanks. Gracious. Seven, eight, nine, eleven thousand. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, hello, seven, Sheriff. Eight, this nine, is Richard Rogue. Yeah. Come down to seven thirty at the Hotel Splendid right away, will you? Well, don't ask so many questions. I'm going to make you a big man. I want you to help me plan a surprise party. Right. Now hurry. Hey, that's a lot of letters you got there, Betty, darling. <laughs> Flipstone really grabbed a handful of disappointment when he bailed out with that my satchel by mistake. There wasn't nearly that much money in mine. Who could that be? I don't know. Look, I'll get over behind the door. You open it, and we'll look our company over before we put this artillery away. All right. I don't like guns. Ah, they come in handy sometimes. 
Okay. Put them up, lady. I'm coming in. You can't come in here. Shut up. Just keep backing up. I want that dough. You switched bags on me. I didn't. I didn't do it. Where's Rogue? I've checked every hotel register in town looking for him. Where is he? I want to slap him around a little bit for... Oh, Richard, why did you wait so long? I administered that pistol anesthesia with masterful precision. Flip was going to have a long ride on the dream train. Betty and I took a sheet off the bed, tore it into strips, and tied Flip up like traffic at Hollywood and Vine. Then we looked around for some place to hide him. We finally picked out a spot that any old maid would have thought of immediately. We slipped him under one of the twin beds. Then we finished counting the money. $25,000. Oh, it looked beautiful there. But I had things to do. I called the sheriff. He hadn't left the jail yet. So I went down there to talk with him. And while I was there, I had a chat with Charlie Miller. A very satisfactory chat. Then the sheriff and I went back to the hotel. Betty made a phone call. And we waited for company. The sheriff and I squeezed into a closet when a knock came at the door. Who is it? He just called and invited me down. Okay. Come in. Thanks. Now, let's get this over with, Mrs. Miller. I want to get out of here. Don't be in such a hurry. How do I know you're on the level? You have the money with you? Yes. I'll give it to you after you sign this little document. Uh, What is it? I'll read it to you. All right. I, Louis Tobin, a member of the jury in the trial of Charles Miller for the murder of Big Joe Lambetti do hereby acknowledge the receipt of $25,000 from the hand of Mrs. Charles Miller, for which I agree to hold out against the conviction of Charles Miller and to find him not guilty. I also agree to use my best influence to make the other jurors agree to a not guilty verdict. And that's where you sign, Mr. Tobin. Oh, you know I can't sign a thing like that. Now, look, I've got twenty-five grand in Hudrin's rhetoric for you. You get it when you sign your name. Right there. No, I... If you keep your word and my husband gets a hung jury or an acquittal, This receipt will be torn up. If you don't, I'll give it to the newspapers. Sign it. Uh, Okay. Okay, I'll sign it. Here's a pen, Mr. Tobin. I... 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 I, uh, Okay. There, I'll I'll just hang on to this until you give me the money. Here you are. $250-$100 bill. There we are. You want to count it? Uh, No, no, I just want to get out of here. That's all. Hey, hey. Don't move, Tobin. The sheriff and I have both have you covered. You double-crossed me. I was just Get trying to... Get pro- Tobin. I'll shake him down, Sheriff. He's got $25,000 on him that you marked yourself. You haven't got a thing on me. I was just trying... Oh, well, I... I... Miss Callahan, could I have I... this confession? Oh, sure, if you'll let me have it back for a photo stat later. Okay. It'll be yours. Exclusive. And now I'm going to take this man down and lock him up where he belongs. Yeah, that's a good idea. Very practical. Oh, here, Sheriff. You better take this money with you. I just spend everything I get my hands on. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, thank you, Rogue. You better count it. Later. No, Sheriff, you better count it now. I can't take the time now, Rogue. If there's any money missing, I'll be back. And there had better not be any money missing. I had news for the Sheriff, but he was so impressed with his pinch that he couldn't see me. Oh, well, I, I knew he'd be back. You see... I'm a practical guy. I had palmed and pocketed $5,000 out of that wad of dough I took off Tobin. I showed it to Betty and she was horrified, but I knew what I was doing. So I just sat there and waited for the door to take a beating. And it did. Who is it? It's the sheriff. Let me in, Rogue. 
Why, Sheriff, you're all red in the face. It's your age. I knew you were a crook the first time I set eyes on you, rogue. <laughs> you probably studied psychology at Barbary College. That's what makes you so smart. There was only $20,000 in that briefcase when I counted the money at the jail. And I had four honest men as witnesses. Well, bless your heart. Where's that other $5,000, rogue? In my pocket, Sheriff. That's where it's going to stay. Ah, that's larceny. And you, you're under arrest. Now, is that silly? Look, Sheriff. Oh, please, Richard, tell him. Don't needle him anymore. Well, Sheriff, you remember when I went in the cell to see Charlie Miller? What's that got to do with the missing funds? Well, he posted a $5,000 reward for the killer of his wife with you, didn't he? Oh, yes, I suppose he did. You suppose? You know he did. Well, if you look under the bed there in the bedroom, you'll find Flip Stone, the guy who murdered Diane Miller. It was very simple. I just collected my reward in advance, that's all. My friend the sheriff was a little upset for a while, but he calmed down when Betty brought in a photographer to take his picture for the papers. <laughs> Isn't it funny what some people will do to get their pictures in the papers? I had to practically wrestle him to keep him out profiling me, the big ham. Well, I split the reward with Betty, of course. Well, I didn't just exactly split it with her. I gave her 2,000 bucks. But she didn't want to take anything. Isn't that just like a woman, though? Or is it? That's Case Closed for this week. If you want to find more from Richard Diamond, Rogues Gallery, past episodes of Case Closed, and all the others, visit relicradio.com find it all available there and you can donate through the website if you'd like to help support this and all of the shows click on one of the links on the website or visit donate.relicradio.com your support makes it all happen thanks to those who have helped out thanks for joining me today be back next wednesday with another episode of case closed